I'm your new uncle. Welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell-Kelly. I am joined, as always, by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey! How are we doing? I just want to interrupt immediately and say, on, on, the, on, the, on the Zencaster just now, Abby was uh, rearranging her camera, and I got a perfect view of what it must be like to be throttled to death by Abigail Thorne. Which is <laughs> <laughs> like, a little uh, treat for the viewers. Like, you. Oh, I see. Some listeners. people would pay good money for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, I'm sure that's the they highest will. Patreon tier listeners. Yeah, you come to their house and you like throttle them to death. Perfect. We're so nearly done with the Man from Uncle. This is our last one from like the OG Man from Uncle. It's sad. I know. I know. I got quite wistful about this. We're watching the made-for-TV movie, and this is incredibly awkwardly titled "Return of the Man from Uncle: The Fifteen Years Later Affair." CBS Awful. got everybody back apart from Mr. Waverly because when he said at the end of one of the movies, oh, I guess I'll die soon, he was right, and he died in between this being made and the last one that we saw, the Seven Wonders, whatever it was. 15 called. years is a long window to die in. Hell, That's 15 true. years I mean, from now, I might be dead. Who knows? I thought, I thought you were convinced that you were like, sort of going to go out like hobgaddling and like never experience death. It's 50-50. I'm either going to live forever okay. or burn out. By age 35. I mean, I think when you think about it, dying is 50-50 and that you, you die or you don't. Those are sort of fairly definite yeah. states. KJ. I, don't think, I don't think the lone and level science will ever stretch away. Oh, my this statue <laughs> going to be there forever, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just going to be two trunkless legs, you know. This yeah. trunk very to peculiarly fair, though, attached to the legs. These legs are like my pride and joy. So fair enough. If the statue, maybe the statue of me was just my legs, and then like I just stopped there, I was like, I'm done. Ooh, yeah, didn't think the about that. Was just it? like leg dead. Yeah, face no, on the ground, no, that's right. just so that people could see what I looked like, and in, then just in your look at the legs. Like, sneer of cold command. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my famous sneer of cold command. Yeah, yeah, I read it well. <laughs> and. <laughs> We're and, such and fucking, this movie, like, private school fucking nerds. I know, we are twats. No. No, Two-thirds of us are such, like, fucking posh culture twats. I mean, I just... I'm marinated in it, that's the thing. We, we return to it. We are Alcibiades. The man from Uncle is our Eupolis. And we're the worst. But this movie starts with, like, a... Yeah, it's like it a sort of no, don't tell me about it. Fuck you. <laughs> I never want to be told about a classical reference during a podcast. This is a problem okay. every time I'm on one with Milo as well, because he keeps making them and I go, I don't get it. And he tries to tell me about them and I'm like, no, we no, no. We already no, no. told you, but you bathed in the waters of Leffy. <laughs> Someone's right. going to tell me the Euclid <laughs> thing is like not a correct pull, and then I'm going to fucking kill myself. Don't worry, so Alice. Uday is heck on Hamar today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh if anyone wants to start God. a okay, so, podcast with me, you can feel free to let me know. <laughs> yeah, you can start Jock Zone. Uh, this movie yeah. starts with like a 10-minute credit sequence mm. uh, in which we are introduced to every single actor and character in it. And this has a number of great pulls. The first one of which is looking exactly like Keir Starmer, Patrick McNee from the fucking Avengers. Because... As we've said, Leo Carroll died, and this is this is his replacement. This is 
your new uncle, Mr. Mr. Waverly. Oh, no, not that Avengers, the other one. Oh. Yeah, the other, other one. Oh. Right, right, right. <laughs> Old-ass Patrick McNee in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, he'll probably be in it at some point, but yeah. Um, the, the, the 60s Avengers, the one with the guy with the, you know, the umbrella and yeah, the sexy Ray woman Fines, yeah. and the cat suit. Yeah, exactly. It, we've also got our boy, George Lazenby, as he does. JB. Yeah. We do be having a George because- Lazenby in this episode. <laughs> It's true, going back for more sort of like old Lazenby, because this yeah. is 1993. So mm. when I saw him, I was like, he looks weird. Why doesn't he look like George Lazenby? And then I realized, oh, he's not jacked anymore. Mm. In Man from Hong Kong, when he's in his jacked mustache era, he looks great. And now I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah. oh. And there's, there's one more me. pull that I want to make here, which is Anthony Zerber is playing the bad guy in this. And if you don't know who that is, let me explain to you with a drop. I don't like it. You can finger me. That guy, Fuck it's Milton Crest from *License to Kill*. Yeah, he's back in this movie. He's back, huh? Yeah. So we begin with a shot of an even tackier version of the Spectre Ring. Uh, this is like um, like a sort of emerald ring with a lightning bolt, sort of like applied to it. It looks like absolute shit. Yeah. Well, so why did Thrush have this as their logo when, as we see later on, they also have a Thrush as their logo? Brand they... confusion. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of companies didn't adapt to the 1980s well. As we're about to find out, Thrush is one of them. Um, but these are agents of Thrush listening in to the conversation, the radio conversation going on between like a B-52 bomber and I guess an airfield. And the vibe off of this conversation is: uh, make sure you keep it gentle. I'll do that. It, it's sensuous, you know. Be your yeah. man anytime, uh, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do Do you think that they ever explored each other's bodies? Of course they did. They don't get the time. Every single piloting pair has always explored each mm. other's bodies. That's why they call it the cockpit. That's right. At least if you remember to call it the cockpit. That's like why they Spartans, call it the like you know? pilot cabinet. Yeah. They always, they always <laughs> yeah. Doing classics again. <laughs> Pilots like washing each other's hair, you know, polishing each other's armor. Yeah, it builds they don't a strong get the chance bond. because. Mm. This sort of like control panel being operated by a guy in a powder blue turtleneck is manipulated to like crash their aircraft remotely. Uh, and Mr. Powder Blue Turtleneck goes, and there you go. Thrush is now a nuclear power. It has oh, nuclear wow. weapons now. It is cool. I've already seen this plot two and times on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At which point we cut to we cut to sort of the newer meaner uncle. Interviewing a guy in prison. They're doing sort of like Hannibal before before that movie came out. Right? I love um, Kowalski. I love I yeah. love the actor playing Kowalski. What if, what if instead of like urbane, charming, sophisticated guys, we had like New York City cops? What yeah. uncle now? Yeah, I like this as a I like this as a choice. I'm not the performance is like just slightly out of beat with every other actor in it because he's like just slightly too like. Yeah, (laughs) but I feel like this actor's having fun and like you know doing cool shit. He's making choices. This guy Kowalski, who's who's sort of like, in order to demonstrate that he's the new mean uncle, he's interviewing this like old thrush mastermind, trying to get more information out of him. Like years later, Uh, and this is uh, Justin Severin, who is you know uh, fucking Anthony Zerber from License to Kill, and Severin's whole thing is like, man, they're really not sending their best anymore. You know, back in the day, you used to be able to like talk about uh, like atrocious mixed drinks with these guys. Um, 
but but instead they're just sending you know morons now mm. and it, you know and no one's even gay anymore and it really sort of like annoys me mm. um and yeah so he sort of has this very urbane way of speaking which really irritates Kowalski. He says he says he knows nothing about thrush. He's like, no, don't know mm-hmm. anything about it. Never heard of it. Well, he said he said he says, oh, you mean the um like the small passerine bird in the genus Turdus. Yeah, I just yeah. Yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a laboured bit as well, man. It's just like yeah, oh, it really is. He, he says it like two times. Turdus. Genus Turdidae. And Curtis. goes outside uh, because Korsk is like, ah, we're not getting anything out of him, whatever. Goes outside and a helicopter shows up. And we get, do you remember how On Her Majesty's Secret Service had like woman noises? Um, yes. This movie sort of has prisoner noises in that they've just like dubbed over like 50 guys all going, oh, hey, it's a helicopter. Hey, we should escape on that at once. Right. Uh, and it sort of like all melts together into like sort of like prison escape ASMR. It's very <laughs> weird. Yeah, your prisoner GF tucks you in ASMR forehead kisses. <laughs> Again, I think people would pay good money, but uh, yes, they would. Um, but this this is kind of sick that Severin like grabs onto the ski of the helicopter mm-hmm. with one arm and with the other arm blows a kiss to Kowalski, and I'm like, damn, cool. <laughs> He's genuinely like a gay-coded villain in an era when we stopped gay-coding things. Who is pissed off about it? That's his like sort of. That's his motivation, and I I really like it. I support him. Yeah, you just you don't get the quality of like agents anymore. You know, Mm. you just get this this asshole. Um, you know, he reminds me of. He reminds me of the American cop in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Red Heat, uh, which is sort of designed to be like. Uh, the 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 Soviet cops and American cops aren't so different after all. But exactly the same sort of like oh. type. It's a great movie. It's <laughs> a perfect thesis statement for a movie. Absolutely, we have yeah, to watch that. It's, all right, yeah, delay Toto Solo and be Madre again. We're gonna fucking <laughs> but not again. I'm taking We're it back around that episode. We take it down. We do Red Heat again, and we can watch Arnold Schwarzenegger pour a bunch of cocaine out of a false artificial leg and go. Cocainum. We will. Have, we movie. will have to do like Schwarzenegger season. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh. Um, Arnie, come on so... the pod. Um, so meantime, <laughs> we cut back to UNC LEHQ NYC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized something about this film, which is that like by this point, the Bond franchise has become like a massive global phenomenon. It's not like in the '60s where yeah. like yeah, like Doctor No's come out and people like it, but like by this point, like Bond has gone through like two or three actors, right? Yeah, we're yeah. into the, we're into the, this is the year of like. Two simultaneous bonds. Yeah. 1983, you could go and watch Octopussy, or you could watch Never Say Never Again. Yeah, so this film really like has a bit of a Bond inferiority complex. Whereas yeah. the old Uncle movies were kind of like slightly wackier and like they were, they were kind of similar thing to Bond, but doing a bit of their own thing. This it really, really shows that they're like trying to do Bond because they've got a money penny. <laughs> we go to meet Money Penny because we're introduced to new M, your new uncle, Patrick McNee, who sort of is introduced to his office by a woman who only ever does bits about her surname, and I love that so much for her. Uh, who are you? Uh, just think of me as your girl Friday. To be Janice Friday, your money penny. Uh, and she will work a joke about her name being Friday into every scene that she's in. That's right. They should have done she's five only... movies of this. They should have fucking... Yeah. She's yeah. only in like two <laughs> scenes. And all, even then, like the jokes aren't that good. It's like, 
you know, should have had sex with someone and someone goes, I thought Friday only comes once a week. Like, you know, there's just like so, so many. Ah, thank God it's Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's like so many. Itself. Yeah, like. Oh, that's comedy, baby. <laughs> you're serving, it must be Friday. You're serving fish. Like, you know, it's, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> those, those three are just like <laughs> off the dome of the podcast, right? <laughs> like, we've written better shit than this and we're not even cool. professional. <laughs> Calling your secretary like it's kind of <laughs> stacked trans patty is so funny to me. Just like, oh, you're looking, you're looking well, Miss Friday. You're serving cunt nights. It's like, what? There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. That's fine. But no, no, that's legal. That's legal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, HR new, actually can't get mad at you for doing the new, that. The new James Bond is going to have a stacked patty 10 out of 10. Uh, that's true. That is true. Wait, um, what? But no, that's just. They're all going to be stacked baddies, ten out of ten. That's the. They're going to do a new one. It's Q. They're going to do another one. It's James oh, yeah, yeah. Bond. I thought you meant they're going to be trans. I was just like, like I'd, better, I'd better be yeah. fucking in that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you're one of the, the ten out of ten stacked baddies. Good, good, fantastic. So, so Patrick McNee, uh, new new uncle, mm-hmm. uh, sort of talks to Kowalski about this and tells him, oh, you know, the the uh, fucking B fifty two got shot down. By the way, this was peak example of we only had the budget to do Southern California. It's very mm. clearly that scene is happening in desert. And then he goes, yeah, it happened uh, 20 miles south of Anchorage in the desert they got there. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. It's just, yeah. just it's fine. And then we get the funniest line read in the whole movie. This is Kowalski. She wasn't armed, presumably. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating at the time. He didn't realize he had a line to deliver. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this no. choice? Like? Wow. <laughs> No, no. Had a, had a stroke in the middle of the line. <laughs> was it off? Didn't, no. didn't get no. another take. <laughs> do you like do another take? It's fine. And this was 100 ADR as well because everything in this fucking movie was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, he got into a booth and he's like, "Okay, how am I going to read this line?" No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets right. me every time I hear. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the bomb isn't armed, and they're like, "There's only like four guys in the world who can possibly arm this, and Thrush don't have yes. any of them." So we're pretty sure we're safe, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At which point we cut to Thrush secret base number one, Hoover Dam, which we are told is Hoover Dam in Libya. Um, Hoover Dam brackets Libya. Yeah, we got a big shot that says Libya, and I wrote, "Uh oh." Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't spend that much time in Libya. <laughs> No, Severin, Severin oh, clearly do, had like just... a bunch of color-coded henchman jumpsuits just on deck, ready to go for whenever he got out of prison. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he's like fully back in henchman. He's back on back in the saddle. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's got his guys. Uh, my favorite detail here, just cinematographically, is he is reintroduced to his boy by means of a very slow, horizontally sliding door. And he just has to sort of like not react until like the whole door is open and he's fully in view. It's really strangely done. It's good. Yeah, Mr. Blue Turtleneck is there too. Uh, his name is uh, Janus or Janus. Um, mm-hmm. We'll learn more about There's him another later. Another guy, uh, like a uh, a guy called Alexi Kemp, who mm-hmm. was like working with him. Uh, they also keep talking about the courier, which gave me very weird vibes, given that it's a Hoover Dam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically the vibe is that Thrush have got the gang back together, like Thrush disbanded yeah. years ago, but they're back, they're doing it again, um, and, and they're, they're going to ransom the world, doing like nuclear ransoming with this bomb they've stolen, and they specifically want Napoleon Solo to deliver the ransom. They're like, we want our yes. boy back, we're fucking sick mm-hmm. of this, it's been 15 years, mm-hmm. where's our fella? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
And, Where is and Arthur? So now? 350 million, or they detonate the nuke inside the United States. Our fella, our fella is in Las Vegas wearing the ruffliest shirt in the world. It looks like someone has piped whipped cream onto it. It's yeah. incredible. It's so Caesar's this. Palace Casino Spe- in the middle of the day. He's doing so well. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, also, speaking of weird line readings, uh, in what is another example of the Bond inferiority mm. complex, the guy across from him at the table asks him his name, and he goes, Solo. Napoleon, so. I didn't bro, edit that on. because I really wanted to get like the sort of senior moment happening there. The like solo, extremely long pause. Napoleon, so, so like audibly turning page of script. Good morning, Napoleon solo. Sunday morning, <laughs> kill Bond now. Um, <laughs> it's, he's he's, he's doing playing poker against a Russian man. And mm. he's looking run- old as shit. He looks real bad. Robert Vaughn uh, looks real bad. He's haggard. got the like nose that like heavy drinking gives you, uh, and like he just looks old. Um, um, but he's playing poker against a Russian man who has uh, a prima ballerina on his arm. Now, mm. n- well, I might have believed former prima ballerina, but prim- yeah, do you know what I mean? Like possibly <laughs> like, a casting mistake. Like, no. <laughs> Because <laughs> like prima ballerinas, you've mm. kind of done by the time you're 25. And I'm well, he's, like, he's kind of like the he's meant to be like the director of the Bolshoi as well. Yeah. Um, and he's gambling at Caesar's Palace at two in the afternoon against a sort of washed up ex spy. There are like four KGB guys with him. As in well. fairness, in fairness, if this was Bond, this woman would have been like 22, and yeah, and Bond sure. would have had sex with her, and we would have had to just accept that. But Napoleon later yeah, spoilers this, this, has sex with this woman. And like it's kind of the, at least it's age appropriate. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it saves them from having to do the sort of like you put your clothes on and I'll buy you an ice cream sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The later so, yeah. yeah, could have been worse. Um, um, so they can't they can't reach Solo. He's too busy gambling. So then they try Kuriakin. Yeah, Kuriakin. Kuriakin. <gasps> oh, oh boy, he's living his best life. Our boy David McCallum looking exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Robert Ford is haggard and Ilya just looks identical. Like it could have been Ilya has a ten minutes later affair. Sun cream. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, like, <laughs> like crow's feet. And that's it. This is what moisturizing every day gets you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he is taking retinol. He is focused on his grind. He's and he serving cunt. He works making dresses for transgender women because the reverse shot is the most clocked up, stacked, (laughs) buckle fat removal ass looking woman I've ever seen. She is taller than him by a foot and a half. Ben is bonging. Oh, she's so (laughs) much taller than him. Like, it's not even funny. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And he goes, he, he's like fitting a dress on her, the phone keeps ringing because it's uncle, he's like, ignore this. No, this needs to be down to like, sort of like, immediately above pussy level. She says, you are turning this dress into a belt. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fucking great. She's like, that's actually. right. Is, is Elia in this film meant to be gay? Because like, I, it's unclear. Yeah, he has sure. this job, and also it's always like all the women in the film. This happens multiple times. All the women in the film are just like, "Oh yeah, he's really cool. We really love him." There's like a woman later on who's like hitting on him, and he's never, he's he never at any point does he go, "Damn, yeah, cool, nice." Um, yeah. But he's always just like knee deep in the pussy. 
But like always mm-hmm. he's that wearing his wellies and isn't bothered. <laughs> he's making dresses for the dolls is the other thing. Like Xenia yeah. on a top shops here. Um and he's 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 liking it, you know. He's thriving. He's not answering the he's phone. He's getting a though. big contract for Halibi. All the kind of TikTok <laughs> Zuma trans girls are buying their shit there. He's yeah, he's made yeah, like a absolutely. sweater, but it like stops like at your upper chest, so it's just like your arms mm. and then your tits are out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So we go back to to Caesar's Palace, um, where the, the this all, sort all of of that alleged week. prima ballerina <laughs> is. <laughs> she, Look, she's trying to like. We're all getting them. I'm getting Ilya to do my my clothing for the Austin Powers live shows. So, um, <laughs> so the 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 Soviet guy that um, Solo is playing against sort of like browbeats him out of the game, and so I was like, okay, I'll just take my winnings and leave, right? And this prima ballerina goes, uh, "Take me with you," to, like heavily implying to the West because I want to defect. And the like KGB guy like fully like slaps her across the face. Which prompts Solo to slap him and steal a line from Elmer Gantring and go like, um, "Don't you know that hurts?" Right, which is a good line. Um, I, I liked it better the first time. And then this sort of like enrages Solo to the point that he's like, despite the fact that this is the '80s and he worked for decades with a Soviet agent, he's he like becomes full sort of like soldier of fortune, anti-communist at this point, and he's like, "All right, comrade, let's do." Zukovsky Casino rules. We put down five cards. One million, draw a card. Fuck! Yeah, exactly. That's literally the game he sets up is right, you put down four cards, you give us like one card each face up. It's like hundred percent just like draw a card, see what's better. Yeah. Um and and as in every movie about gambling, it's for two highest amounts of cards you can possibly yeah, get. Yeah. It's like Royal Flush versus Straight Hand or some shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before the cards are drawn, he gets, uh, well, <laughs> in reality, be, he gets the idea. Be like, uh, high card five, and they're like, yeah. alright, well done. Yeah. You take the two <laughs> million. Like, a pair, pair, <laughs> pair of threes. <laughs> so, so Patrick McNee gets the idea, hey, why don't we use, and I really like this idea, why don't we use Channel D? And, and like uh, Friday goes, oh, you mean that piece of shit that nobody's used for like 15 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been on Channel we E only for ages. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well. We're up to like Channel F by now. Um, nobody's been opening Channel D for a while, but he tries Channel D. And we see that Solo keeps his little Channel D communicator pen on him. And it like goes off in his pocket while he's awaiting for the thing. He's like, uh, it's, my, it's the battery in my pacemaker because I'm old. Yeah. It's good. It's sweet. I, I think this is a really good little thing. Actually, I quite like mm. it. They call him up, and he, yeah. he he's like, I, I it's, "I've just kept it with me because it's been a while since my pen's spoken to me." It's like lucky, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite sweet. Quite and he's also fun. like, I, "I'm in trouble, boys. What I've done is I've bet like five hundred thousand dollars on a coin flip. Can you please help?" And Patrick McNee has to be like, yeah, okay, we'll settle your fucking gambling debts if you come to New York. <laughs> He's like legitimately a terrible gambler. Why would you do this to yourself? But so he he draws the cards. He goes back, they draw the cards, and he wins. Of course he does. Yeah, of course. At which point this prima ballerina is like, okay, great, take me with you. And he goes, uh, okay, uh, figure out a way to do that goes, real quickly. Oh, you mean now? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you didn't want me to do sort of like a laser thing. This is a right now thing? Okay. Flips the fucking table at this guy. It is 
remarkably funny throughout this movie how out of shape Robert Vaughn is and how yeah. many stunts they make him do himself. It's almost like elder abuse. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't he has though. Do... He doesn't. Oh, yeah, he, he has to do a thing where he like elbows a guy in the chest and then like moves his wrist up to punch him in the face, like something you would see in like the raid, maybe. He's trying to do <laughs> like sort of, he's trying to do like combo moves <laughs> yeah. on these guys. Exactly. And <laughs> he does not get Frank a combo out of this. It's like <laughs> he knocks a guy over bang, and punches him in the face fifteen times. <laughs> just no, it just doesn't work. It doesn't happen. Still still better than Roger Moore. Oh yeah. Miles I wanna better. see it. I do Sort of want to see a deep fake of Robert Vaughn's face on the like hallway fight scene from the raid. <laughs> I think that I think that would be funny. Yeah, he was doing that kind of shit in his in his heyday. He was. Yeah, yes, that's true. Um, so he and this ballerina escape. They get in the car, and the Russians try and shoot at them, like on the strip in Vegas. And this precipitates the slowest car chase in the world. Unbelievable. <laughs> They are going 30 miles an hour. They are obeying all posted traffic laws. It's like down sort of back streets in Vegas. And one thing I do like, though, is this this ballerina, Andrea, her name is, Andrea Markovich, she calls Solo out on like stealing all of his like suavest lines. She's like, oh, I recognize that from a movie, which I quite like, because he's been dining out on that shit for like 15 years at this point. But so they have a car chase. It's remarkably slow. But then, our boy George Lazenby, clearly in need of money <laughs> to be in this movie. Really sad to see. Genuinely just like yeah. a, oh, moment. Why is James Bond driving around Las Vegas in a in white tie in the middle of the day? A real like, you oh, ever, you had you ever gambling think about, debts, man, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You ever think about that Gina Carano tweet that starts, I didn't fumble the bag, right, in quotes. All the time. That's sort of... <laughs> Yeah, George Lazenby enters this movie like, I didn't fumble the bag, I just got very interested in the man from Uncle suddenly. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) And he's driving the Aston Martin GV5 with the gadgets, it's got the license plate JB. That's right. I'm not allowed to say the name Again. or use the theme song, Can't but say it's it. meant to be him. <laughs> you get like oh, you a get non, fake like a sort of non-copyright yeah. Bond theme, I, which is <sighs> I didn't pull it, but it's like sort of oh my god, it's terrible. But so he intercedes with yeah. some, yeah, with some gadgets. Uh, he sprays Missiles, oil slick. question mark water yeah. at a car that Again, makes it like James Bond inferiority complex because like Lazenby is literally introduced like recognizing Solo and being like oh I've got to help out my boy or some shit and yeah, it's like yeah yeah eh, wrong mm-hmm. he's like I think I have the drop but I can't find it right now he's just like oh Napoleon Solo uncle's finest and it's like always always good to help a colleague um, quiet yeah. now. Uh, and then they really milk the Bond cameo too, because having dispensed of the KJB guys, he like waves at them, and you're like, oh, okay, that's cool, they're acknowledging the thing. And then he, uh, and then waves he drives fast, and he waves at them again. <laughs> and like, okay. Andrea like nudges Solo and is like, but that license plate says JB. Almost like it could say this scene removed for legal reasons. She says, really... she says, just like on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and I'm like, hang on a minute. 
Was just like a, a not trademarked form of words. Wait, was, you know? was that a film though? Has she seen? Yeah, no, the she's film? seen on Her Majesty's Secret Majesty Service. On Her Majesty's starring George. Wait, is this, so, is no, this a cannonball run situation? Yeah, it's a run he's not James Bond and he's just a lunatic. <laughs> I have to this warn is, you. This I'm is George, George Lazenby. <laughs> <laughs> this is George Lazenby in character playing James Bond, just fucking up traffic in his gadget car. Like he stole I mean, that shit from the set. He took that car home. <laughs> yeah, Pinewood Studios I put, like, wants real this missiles car. It. Like, <laughs> it is a cannibal So many cops trying to stop. <laughs> oh my god! That's it's... why Robert Vaughn doesn't like nod back or like say anything about it. He's just like, <laughs> no, that man's a happened? dangerous psychopath. We have to <laughs> yeah. go now. Just don't acknowledge. Don't him. look at him. This is just staring straight ahead like a bus driver trying to ignore like someone on the side. Like, do not look like at that's that. the man who made the man from Hong Kong, man, and 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 like solos like yeah, yeah. You what? can't no, you can't criticize him or tell him he's not James Bond, or he will just use kung fu on you and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> he'll do it. It's better to get hit by the gadget car, honestly, because yeah, like, he'll fuck you up. He'll call you a racial slur as he does it. Like <laughs> if you say he's not, it's like when um Buzz Aldrin punched that guy out for saying he didn't go to the moon. If you say to George Lazenby that James Bond is a character, he beats you up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 100% but just think about what he this. did when to that stuntman when he was auditioning to play Bond. Like he told him it was Jesus. a character and he broke yeah. his nose. He's a like... dangerous psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> so they, with the help from he dangerous psychopath, that's why he had to do Universal Soldier. He was trying to like recoup his image to be peace loving, but it just doesn't take. No, it doesn't work. I didn't fumble the bag. That's no, fine. We, so. <laughs> Genuinely, he had a quote when Universal Soldier came out that's like, I'm bored of playing Bond, peace is the message now. And that's the most, I didn't fumble the bag thing I've ever read. <laughs> George including the getting off stage at the Sydney Opera House. All right, I didn't fumble the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they go to New York and um, Solo like puts this woman up in his like penthouse suite that he just has. And he goes... Yeah. And he goes, I gotta go see my uncle. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then after he leaves, we get the next level, the best, picks up the phone. He's on his way right now. We've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, really good. She, she's betraying him. She betrays him to, to Thrush. <laughs> oh, I fucking love this scene. This scene. We've we've watched how many of these fucking movies? This one's really like good. we've watched five thousand, like eight thousand, yeah, five thousand so hours of this. Yeah, we have seen mm-hmm. how Solo goes to work. He goes to like yeah, Delorean's tailor shop, ten a.m. Drunk. Yeah, yeah. he goes mm-hmm. to the fucking tailor. <laughs> he goes in through the back and he tries to do it, but it's. It's different it's just tailor. A normal yeah, tailor. Normal tailor. <laughs> and the yeah. tailor's like, what the fuck are you doing? That like, nobody yeah. your uncle he's doesn't like, live I, here. This yeah. is just a shop. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't I don't button, do I business through. in the and he's back like, of my shop. What? <laughs> and then Solo says, Well, I do all my business in the back. Do you know what I mean? Which after they've <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah? Oh yeah, brother? This guy's so New York as well. He's out like, ah, it's, you're crazy. There's not there's nothing back there. So yeah, but then after he kicks him out of the shop, on the way out, the guy says, "Listen, if you ever get lonely and you want to tap the walls looking for your uncle, come on by." <laughs> I also huh? pulled that. 
Yeah, I think he's making what? fun of him. Like, it kind of works. No, I think, I think this is before Grinder existed. This was just how you had to be gay in like New York in the eighties. Do all my know? business in the back. You know? I'm pretty sure people have managed to find ways to be gay in New York in the eighties. No, no, it had to be through tailor shops. Yeah, it was. No. Yeah, no, we didn't have an app for it, so it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sort um, of I'm sort of like doing a moon landing thing where I'm like all queer history is faked. It's like <laughs> on a um, soundstage by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick invented gay sex on a soundstage in California. Before, yeah. and like in real life, wow. everyone was meeting up in Taylor shops. They should have like given him the fucking walls. Nobel Prize for that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy invented gay sex. That shit rocks. Yeah. <laughs> nice work, man. Yeah, we owe him a debt of gratitude. <laughs> I always felt there was a less talented imitator of Stanley Kubrick sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so he he leaves and a cab pulls up and it's like, oh, you're probably looking for Uncle. That's at a, this other location now instead. And he just drives there. Yeah. yeah. He meets Friday. He gets his old security Dorito, which is quite cute. He does. Mm-hmm. They've changed the design of the, sec- of the security Doritos now. They have. Like, black, the they give him his old one, like though. Dorito anymore. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, the, the the way the scene is blocked out is really funny. He goes into into like Keir Starmer's office, and they're standing really close <laughs> to each other. And for a long time, they're just sort of completely wordless. Mm. It's it's slightly too small an office to have this kind of scene in it. It's just so it's like sort of curiously intimate. Um, and Friday does some more like name based bits. She's like, oh, well, the only man who ever had all his work done for him by Friday was like Robinson Crusoe. Because that's my name. And someone my else is like, Friday. what? Yeah. What do you, what do you mean <laughs> yeah. by that? Explain yeah. your oblique <laughs> Robinson Crusoe reference to me right now. Now, you're not allowed sadly, to do that. Uncle. I have, I have to make a clause a... against having to explain jokes. Mm, I, I have a very sad announcement here. This is sort of an in memoriam here. Our, our, our beloved one of the one of our favorite features of the Uncle franchise. I sort of mentioned this, mm. but he's no longer mm. with us. And I'm speaking here, of course, about our, our dear friend Loud Projector, because they've <laughs> oh. invented Quiet Projector. Oh, no. What's the fucking point? They just start up the projector, and it doesn't even like sound like a laptop when you're playing like a game with like too many graphics on it. It just sounds normal. Sucks. Um, but Keir Starmer goes, okay, here's the deal. They've stolen this bomb. Uh, the guy they were going to get to arm it has died. The other guy they were going to get to arm it, oh, we've got him. The other other guy, we've got him too. That leaves one guy. Introducing, and he hits the slide button, the most busted twink <laughs> in the world. Oh, come on. This, this <laughs> motherfucker looks like a sex doll of Captain Scarlet. He, like... Oh my god, he does. Fully, no, it's, it's Jerry Anderson's puppet twink. <laughs> this is this is Simon Williams as Nigel Pennington Smythe. He's like meant to be an English actor for the RSC, no less. Mm. Yeah, as we and see, so, like, he's in Othello. He's like, playing Iago. Yeah, where's a little like neckerchief? Uh, as you know, to, to 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 you know, show you that he's you know meant to be sexy, young. Uh, yeah, but he just not isn't. achieve either of those. Because <laughs> no, again, he looks like he walked, sort of was walked here on strings off of the set of Thunderbirds. Like, yeah, he's got that like Thunderbirds shaped head. Mm-hmm. Not to do like puppet yeah. phrenology, but yeah. <laughs> Looking at Thunderbirds, oh, this one's got a fucking Slavic brain. Doing that. Me- doing it's kind of just like Mick Lynch. Doing measure head shit on a Thunderbirds. 
You'll have to. Uh, we're going to have to do some. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do some Jerry Anderson stuff at some point. We really. He's are. really but pulling so... your strings. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, this this guy Nigel Penitentiary he's an actor, but his father designed the nuclear bomb, um, and mm. Nigel has a photographic memory and helped his father with the blueprints. So he might actually know in the back of his brain how to activate the bomb and Thrush, Thrush may be after him. Yeah. So at this point, Solo goes, I can't do this alone. I need my boy. I need Where's Ilya my Kuriaki. boy at? Well, you can't have him. He resigned because of backstory. <laughs> because of backstory. Oh, no. So where's, where's he working now? Uh, he's, he, he runs that dress shop for transsexuals. Yeah, so when I say backstory, it's because they don't really specify what it is at this stage. They're like, uh, so Elia resigned from Uncle. And, and so I was like, that doesn't sound like him. Um, and he goes, oh, there was some question of like a betrayal or a mission that went wrong. A girl died. Uh, we don't really know what to do with it. But um, Giannis, the, the guy we saw downing the plane at the start in the turtleneck, he was Elia's partner after Solo left. And so, mm. like, he was involved in the operation. Like, maybe, maybe he was actually working for Thrush. We don't know. Yeah, and he gives, uh, like, Keir Starmer gives Solo a photo of. Um, it's not a glossy headshot this time either. Which yeah, sucks. yeah, yeah that's the fuck. We're really losing out on a lot of the characteristic mm. stuff here. Gives him a photo of Janice, and, uh, and so Solo goes to this dress shop. There's yeah, a and long, then he's in the changing room. Like, Solo why walks is he just in there? straight through the, the show floor, straight into the back, into the women's changing room, and is like, I'm looking for Ilya. Where's my boy? <laughs> Nobody yeah. reacts and, and to us like, time, what are you doing in here? Which, no, you know, see, they're, the, doing, they're doing the, the opposite. Of, Women keep taking yeah. their well, fucking yeah. tits out. They're just being like, yeah. again, Look at that. transsexual coded. Oh. This woman who is, again, highly sort of like buckle fat removal looking. Keeps taking she her top great. off in front of him like three different times, and every time mm -hmm. he has to like cover his eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and she's like, "Oh yeah, Ilya's Ilya's like pitching for like airline uniform designs at the Russian cafe." Yeah, we, we get it. We get a joke on like pitching. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, Solo's just old. Solo's just like covering his eyes because she's just got like a massive cough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa. He's, he's, yeah. He was going like. Um, Mm, damn. He's, he's not a chaser, you know. I'll say that for Napoleon Solo. He is not a chaser, to the best of my knowledge. So, <laughs> goes to the Russian cafe. Not after that uh, TV episode we saw. He's certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Where we'll talk we... about that another time, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so uh, Kuryakin is trying to like pitch this woman on his uniform designs. She wants the Kuryakin dick so badly. She's not listening to a word. That he's saying she is like so hard she can't mm -hmm. think straight. Mm -hmm. I think I have COVID. Uh, <laughs> she, you know, <laughs> she's like, Whoa. and Kuryakin Ilya's kind of trying to get out of this because again he might be gay. We we don't actually say that, but he might just be gay. He seems uncomfortable about this. Um, yeah, and just in time he is rescued by seeing Solo. Come this is a perfect long shot to me, right? Because he. The, Gen like Ilya sees Solo like moving through the club, and he like he's distracted for a moment, and he looks back to the 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 lassies with, and he's like really wistfully, he's like, "I'm sorry, I've just seen an old friend. Uh, we used to work together a lifetime ago. Those days are over now." And then Solo immediately starts getting the shit then. kicked out of him, and Ilya's yeah. like, oh, "Hold on, sorry." <laughs> In a minute, <laughs> and just like gets up and immediately sprints down between the aisle and then fully like jump tackles a guy. 
It's, it's, it's so beautiful. good. This is like a beautiful, like wistful moment from a different movie. It just happens to be in there, and it's like, oh, I see. Okay, sorry. It's I see what's a, happening. It has a few moments. It has a few moments. It's good. It's really nice. Yeah, they, they, they get in a fight. It's great, you know. Like uh, David McCallum can still like do stage combat, which Robert Vaughn yeah, can't. He's doing the Pentarch Salat combos. Robert Vaughn is doing. Yeah, that exactly. Thing. He kills a guy with a door. Um, mm, it's horrific. He, like, throws a guy into a concrete balcony. Yeah, I, I'm not really the same person I was after after seeing that. You know. Yeah, it really comes out of nowhere as well. Yeah. Just absolutely brutal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Surprising. These, these goons surprising are the KGB, much. by the way. Mm. We learned this in a terrible yeah, yeah. piece of ADR from from Robert Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at this point, th- they go for a walk, and I love really, this scene. This, this is good. This scene it's, is it's really so good. good like but it's, the thing that jars it for me is like how much better an actor David McCallum is because he's carrying this scene for me. Yeah, he's also like so. David McCallum was a good actor in the original Man from Uncle, but he's like gotten mm. better in the fifteen years since, and he's yeah. so good in this scene. Yeah, he's he's like. That's not, maybe because they do back. finally give him something to do. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do it. And mm. uh, so Solo buys him a hot dog, which is a fun sort of like slumming it sort of thing. He buys mm. himself a hot dog, actually. Yeah, he buys uh, one hot dog and just eats it. <laughs> yeah, one it's like, yeah, I assume you don't, with ketchup I, and I onions. I assume you don't want this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to eat it in front of you. Um, and then he, he goes, well, what about, what about the world? And, and Ilya has this great line. He's like, don't throw the world at me. Like, how many times have we saved it? Um, and, and Solo has to convince Making no, dresses it, for the dolls. I'm yeah, doing important it's like, work this right time, now. This time, it's more important than than your transsexual sluts that you make dresses for. He's like, nothing he like, is what, more important. What could be more important than my transsexual yeah. sluts? <laughs> exactly. But but then he shows him he shows him the photo of Janice, and he like punches him in the face. Yeah, I love because it. he's like. He's because Solo's kind of doing the like smug lying thing where he's like, "Oh, is this the guy who betrayed you?" And Lucas like, "You know damn well it is." And you were just like, "You fucking set me up with all this bullshit before you actually showed it to me." Fine, I'll come back to fucking Uncle. It's really good. It's it's mm. it's well played. He gets his old Dorito back. He does. He does. He, does. he has a fun joke he, about. It. He says, "I'm all out of exploding buttons." There's a there's a baffling line when they come into the new uncle, which, by the way, is much less. So it, it looks like a sort of seventies office, but he says, "All men, what happened to the beautiful girls who used to work for Uncle?" They're in the uncle home. Which, first of all, huh? Second of <laughs> all, huh? <laughs> third, third of all, I don't even think Ilya's gay. I think he might just be asexual. Like he, he's sort of like equally repulsed by men and women. <laughs> he's like. Um, ugh. Men. It's really gross. bad ADR as well. But also, yeah. what is the uncle home? Well, that's what they put all of the like stacked town out of ten baddies we saw yeah, in like, yeah. the original movies who are like walking around in pencil skirts. That's right. They're literally know? stacked now. Yeah. They're in like quite a storage cabinet now. Just sort of. It's it, yeah yeah. Uh, it's it's curious. Like I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> what, <laughs> I'm sending you the address. <laughs> what, what what did happen to these? Like. Did they think it was too sexist for 1983? Did they think it was like perversely not sexist enough? Gender. Like, Gender, like I'm the, afraid. The, They've all transitioned. None of those women ever had. Yeah, well, none of those women yeah, ever had. That'd be a lines. great reveal, wasn't it? If they were all actually the same people, but they just all transitioned. <laughs> they all transitioned. They were, they were never. Irreversible damage has been done to them, Ilya. Lesbians have been erased. Within the last, yeah, you should have seen Kowalski back in the Within day. Within the last um, 15 years, uh, a thrush plot has invented like gender gas and just hit Uncle with it. Wait, wait, fuck. Lesbians are given in the back of the queue the now, same, <laughs> Given that it's the same actor, you know what the fucking plot was? Mm hmm. 
use hormones to make them all male. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. There you go, baby. Oh, that that joke has yeah. been like a year and a half in the making. <laughs> this listeners. is so tightly fucking scripted, guys. You have no mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. We're 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 so smart. Mm. But so they're like they give they give them all their stuff back, and they're like, "Go see Q." No, no, I'm so, I'm sorry, sorry, we have to. So we have to talk about we have to talk about Sir John's line. Oh, what line is this? So 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 they meet they meet Sir John. Mm -hmm. um, the, first of all, there's a very hilarious bit where Elia tries to shake hands with Sir John, but the actor playing Sir John turns around at just the wrong time, and so Elia has to like slowly or like go back and watch the scene, listen, so and you'll see David yeah, McCallum really like slowly cover for this mistake. Um, but then <laughs> Sir John has a line where the sentiment he's trying to express is that he's going to offer them some helpers to assist mm. them in this mission. But what he actually says is, "We'll give you some aids to see you through this affair." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, I feel like completely. I feel like in 1983, somebody should have caught that. In 1983? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. Okay, no. Okay, well, yeah. so th th they give them some aids, oh. and then they hire a gay person. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then they're like, okay, go and see Q because we have a bond inferiority complex. But we can't call her Q. Oh well, yeah, lads, no, listen, Z. lads, it's like Q, but better because she's a fucking broad. She's a hot broad. She's a fucking broad. She's she's stacked. She's a stacked uh, and she buys temper. her dresses from Elia. She's a, she's just that would have been a really this is, good. This reveal. is my new favorite way of saying that anyone is transsexual now is that they buy their dresses at Vanya's. <laughs> I, it would have been such a I good. Oh, they up. should have done that. They should have done that joke. And she's just like, "Mr. Kariakin." She's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'll have that yeah. fixed for you. It might take you like, an extra couple of weeks." She's she, she's wearing a like belted jumpsuit and like has a shitload of guns. And so to this woman, fucking philosophy hello. tube ass fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always I always wear my sort of like jumpsuit unzipped to about sort of naval level, you know. Yeah, 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 I did in that video where I did the mechanic. Yeah, easily, yeah. it was good. It was good yeah. for it. Um, but so she, she like gives them the the round, the fucking like rundown, all their shit. It's my like the usual exploding bracelet, exploding oh, bracelet, communicator watch. Exploding bracelet wet or it explodes. So never wash your hands. Don't um, let yeah, water don't get have on a shower. Hands. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, um, a belt buckle that's a welding torch, an exploding uh -huh. shoe. It's just given like uh, 40 exploding things. And there's my favorite little thing in the fucking movie is that the, the Z is is explaining these in that sort of like the jovial Q manner. And then Solo tries to riff and she just stops dead and like stares mm -hmm. him down for mm -hmm. a few seconds. And it's like yeah, she hates him. Oh. Um, but then the other thing is we get a line that frankly the Bond writers are kicking themselves. <laughs> Thank you. Um, must be kicking themselves for missing, uh, which she's, but she says it because she's horny for Elia, and she does the like eighties movie thing. If she takes off her glasses and she's actually sexy under there, where he goes, I'll try to bring them back in one piece. Just try to bring yourself back in one piece. <laughs> I can see I, the Vaseline being applied to a lens voice. in real time. Yeah, but like, but like. I, I try and bring yourself back in one piece is kind of the thing that like all of the Q bullshit in the Bond movies has been building to to suggest an unusually dangerous mission. Yeah, but uh, they, for a long time they, they just couldn't do it because uh, they wouldn't let them let Desmond Llewellyn flirt with Roger Moore. They wouldn't let him no, do it. It's fucked up. It's they should have. They should have. They should have done that. Hire a gay um, person, or you know, 
<laughs> hire a gay person who will tell. Well, I mean, listen. Gay there's, twink. There's you should have said this to fucking Daniel yeah, Craig. Daniel I mean, Craig. Yeah. Look. Oh, welcome to Japan, Dad. Is my little girl hot and ready? So let's not say that it's sort of beyond the pale here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no trouble. <laughs> listen, if you ever get lonely and you want to tap the walls looking for your uncle, come on by. <laughs> It's too long a drop to use like that. I'm sorry. I'm not no, that's, that's fine. So, so they, um, so they fucking what do they fucking do? Bennington Smythe doesn't want a security detail from Uncle Robert Vaughn goes to see him and he's like, "No, oh, fuck yeah. off." Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Elia is breaking into what the fuck is that guy called again? The thrush Kemp. dude. Right. Lexi Kemp. Yeah, yeah. Kemp, breaking into his like, hotel room. I love this scene. It's I think it's a good, it's a good scene. Hitman shit by Elia. They they do mm. some really weird shit with Kemp all the fucking time because he's just like a normal guy, right? But like mm-hmm. every yeah. line about him is just like this fat fucking pig. And yeah. Like, huh? yeah, it's weird casting. He's just like he, normal he looks looking. Tall. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just a dude. Yeah. yeah, he's just a normal man. It's very Wild. strange. But so. Yeah, so so Elia lets himself in to bug the telephone, and then when caught, do a bunch of sort of like accent bits where where he pretends to be the telephone engineer, and he gets caught and held at gunpoint, and he has to rely on Solo. He like makes them call Solo, who immediately understands the like vibe, and also I do like this to reveal. do a silly accent. I do like this reveal because because uh, they hold Elia at gunpoint, and then he's like, "I'm from the phone repair company," and they're like, "Oh yeah, what's your boss's name? What number is it?" And he gives them the number. It's like, ooh, is it fake? And it goes straight through to Solo. And Solo's like, yeah, it's totally fine. Like, yes, this is his name. Solo's like, I have to answer this talking like Hunter S. Thompson for some reason. <laughs> but, but it's does. really good. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. on it immediately. Yeah. But so Solo uh, fumbles the bag. Once again, he's there with Kowalski. Uh, they like have to try and convince Pennington Smythe that he's in danger. Uh, and he he doesn't want to like he doesn't want a bodyguard, but he agrees to let them like hang around. Goes outside immediately, kidnapped, like just bundled into a car, um, and, and shipped. Yeah, off. it's interesting. This is like I think the first time I can remember that we've seen Uncle fail. Yeah, we've seen Maybe. Thrush like just beat them straight up. Mm-hmm. But we we figure out as Solo recovers that this is only possible because they've been betrayed, right? And who could possibly be betraying it's them? It's Elia who figures well, this out. Yeah, it's 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 your prima ballerina. Yeah, because um, because she was in the flat when he got the communication saying that mm. Penitus Mike was going to be in such and such a location. Yeah. So so Elia taps the phone, so he knows where they're going with Pennington Smythe. First of all, Solo has to go back to his penthouse suite and do the sort of least intimidating interrogation ever because Robert Vaughan sort of like raising his voice just isn't that scary well it's it's pretty scary relative to what Napoleon Solo normally does so he shouts at her he pushes her over gently into a chair he doesn't hit her mm. which Connery would have done um, that's true and she reveals that oh Thrush have my father um, and I have to do what they say at this point uh, Mongo Mongo's here we've got a Mongo everybody the lowest the lowest effort Mongo yeah uh, they should have committed to the Mongo you gotta Do commit you remember to the, the fucking gym guy? The personal trainer guy? Yeah. The three identical twins? There's, I am there's Ingo. So much what happened to him? <laughs> there are so many more things you can do in this space, but this is just a big dude. 
right? And the big dude, like, it's karate like Tesco's chops. own brand Mongo. It's bollocks, yeah. mate. His name is Tesco, Guido Tesco as well, Valley which is very Mongo. strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a massive great guy with a mustache called Guido. And by with a mustache, I mean, like, a normal type mustache, not even, like, a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so Solo has here? to sort of, like, a- activate. I'm in the process of dealing with these Guido motherfuckers. <laughs> like, getting hit. I'm, I'm just oh, mining well the drops you today. You're fucking you know, Dawn. This is, this, is, this is why you get the medium bucks, baby. This is the stuff. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, he, he, he deals with him by getting karate chopped in the back of the head and getting knocked unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, Solo eats shit. Eats yeah. shit and fails. Yeah. Eats shit. Elia so shows up in his pilot disguise, and his pilot disguise is a chauffeur cap, a flight jacket, and this accent. I fly you where you want to go. I don't ask questions, nor do I answer. Talk a bit like David Beckham, doing to be honest. He's a different voice. They'll never tell. Yeah, <laughs> David McCallum came back to this film and he said, my condition is, I'm going to get to do some fucking acting in this. David McCallum should have been cast in The Saint. I'll say that for him. Oh my god, that would have been so good! <laughs> Except I'll take you to my home. <laughs> so I'll take you to my home in Africa. In Africa. <laughs> Perhaps I'll take you to my home in Ronford. Um, Perhaps I'll take you to my home in Africa. <laughs> and Janice yeah, is there yeah, and yeah. allegedly doesn't recognise him. But there's a moment of like, mm-hmm. does he or does he not? Like, yeah. Because his accent's so convincing. Mm, yeah, um, and he's got his cap pulled like low over his eyes. <laughs> Some shit. And the fakest moustache <laughs> in the world. He he does like, the great thing of like about to be recognised, turns round really quickly and like sort of like covers his face uh, in a sort of like convincing way. Really difficult to do that, like subtly. <laughs> it's it's tough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it, he activates the instinct mode from Hitman Absolution. That's right. Um, so at this point, they're running out of time, and Solo and Kowalski are sent to Libya to go and deliver the ransom. With a sort of side mission of try and find out where Uncle's yeah. base is located. Thrush's base. Again, don't worry. Y- yes, it's the Hoover Dam portion. <laughs> yeah, of- getting really confused. <laughs> that was his earlier thing, was trying to figure out where Uncle's base was located. That's your tap on Ironically, the Ironically, they're in the tailor shop now. They, they took the old one. Yeah. Come on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy, the horniest dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's Ilya and... Smythe are in the, the Southern California part of Libya. Um, again, at Hoover Dam. Mm-hmm. Brackets Libya. No, they're not. They're in Chicago. That's where they fly to. Elia, <laughs> yeah. Elia and Pennington Smythe are, are taken to Chicago. Elia tracks them down. Um, and uh, Thrush oh, have a lair, like <laughs> which is underneath like uh, just a normal house in Chicago. It's got a swimming pool. This yeah. is the coolest yeah. fucking shit I've ever seen because Elia really, watches them yeah. put on scuba gear to get into the swimming pool and then they don't come out. And he's like, oh fuck, they've got like an under pool lair entrance. Uh-huh. It's pretty it's sick, so actually. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's such a good idea for your lair. I <laughs> love that. Thunderbird's yeah. ass lair. It's good. It's yeah. So, so, so he, he gets in the lair after them and. The bomb is there. He, mm. Yeah, the bomb is there. Nigel is there. Um, they want him to like arm the bomb, which he does, and Ilya attempts to intervene, and guess what? He gets fucking captured, because Janus gets the drop on him. And then, there is a fun, There's a fun line here where then we come. We come. <laughs> we come. And um, then we come. Sorry, there is a fun line here where Nigel Pennington smiles as he's arming, he says, like, I have to warn you, I don't know how to disarm this. Um, and Janus just says, I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I must warn you, I don't, I don't, don't worry how to land it. this plane. 
Yeah. But only um, but for, Dude, well, there's also another then, ridiculous like little line read that I, that I enjoy a great deal, which is, mm. uh, there's just... All right, hang on. I'm just going to play this for you, and I need you to just... Oh, yeah. no, not that one. Fuck, fuck. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. It's just... He just says, okay, so flatly. Like... <laughs> okay. It's just like... Okay. It's after the after they're like taking the prisoner out of the fucking scuba gear, and then like he was like, "All right, take your stuff off." Okay. Just, I, don't know. I don't know why I like that quite like, as much. Yeah, as I do. whatever. Some, but then <laughs> we we come full circle yes! to the first Uncle yes! movie. Uh, come over here, Mister Solo. You're about to be chained to a pipe <laughs> because having <laughs> armed the bomb, they fucking chain Elia and Nigel to a pipe like overhand. Fucking Elia gets tied up more than I do. It's unfair. It's bullshit. He even has a line about that. Pennington smiles. just like, you've done this before. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I usually just have it, like a bomb in my watch to deal with it. And he's like, where is the bomb yeah. this time? Because it's in my shoes. <laughs> like, why they change it? And he's like, ah, progress on that. Mm. Also, Elia outlines the, the plan, which is that they're going to set the bomb off anyway underneath a nuclear power plant which will put the American public off nuclear energy and yeah, question sure. mark profit. Are we, given that this is 83, are we suggesting that Thrush did Chernobyl? Because yeah. I would kind of believe that at this point. Yeah, why not? Yeah, fuck it, probably. Intercut with, intercut with this, we're in the, the hotel room in Libya, where Kowalski figures out where the, the Thrush base is by looking at a, like a tourist catalogue and going, oh, the, the old... Closed down Hoover Dam, <laughs> which I'm also I'm not sure how you close down a dam, but okay. Oh, it's the old Hoover Dam. Yeah, it still works. Is the thing if you leave it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, a closed down Hoover Dam. At which point they forget that they know where it is, and they go to meet Severin or Solo does for the first. Yeah, time. how do they arrange this meeting? Never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I I don't know. But so, Solo goes. Realised they needed uh, a scene where the hero and the villain meet before the. Yeah, end. again, there was a Stromberg yeah, situation. Yeah. They were like, oh shit, we need to get it. So yeah. I was like, Mr. Bond, yeah. who are you, Mr. Bond? <laughs> and so <laughs> and met. so, what what he gets to do is to be like, ah, oh, it's nice to see someone with some style and panache these days. We must be men of our word, or there'd be no integrity left in the world at all, would there? Uh huh. This man uh, is uh, planning point, to betray so, you. Yeah, Solo comes out of this meeting like knowing this man is planning to betray me. He's gonna fucking get the the the, the ransom and then he's gonna detonate the bomb anyway. Obviously, so Kuriakin is busy escaping by doing some fucking gymnastics work with his shoe, and he, he manages to sort of like explode. He manages to like sort of get the thing out of his shoe and like sort of like fucking. I don't even know how to describe. Well, this. he gets the explosive charge out of his shoe and throws it at the pipe and blows it up. And then he uses yeah. the welding torch belt to cut the chains off them. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, do you want to have a go at disarming the bomb anyway? Even though you said you could. Do you want to yeah, just give it a chance? Ha- 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 give it a, a fucking go college it. go, mate. Let's, 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 let's do what we can, hey? As, as he's leaving the meeting with, uh, for the ransom, uh, Solo puts a tracking device on Mongo by like grabbing <laughs> him by the lapel and being like, hey, great job. He didn't need to do this. He he knew where there was a, a closed down, abandoned old dam. You know the haunted dam. Um, but whatever. It's, just, it's just very funny. It's just like grab the guy that knocked you out a minute ago and be like, "You're looking good, man. What are you working out or something?" <laughs> Obviously, putting things into his pockets. Wow, you're doing great, bro. 
<laughs> weighing him down with tracking devices. Um, so at, at this point, at this point, Robert Vaughn uh, like gets Kowalski to call in an uncle task force to raid the dam. He's going to infiltrate it beforehand, and we see that Robert Vaughn has the worst fate that can ever befall anyone. He has. Be- I hope this never happens to me. He has become too old to wear camouflage. They put him in camouflage, and it looks ridiculous. It's a tough life. It's really. Yeah, I know. I hope this never happens to me. But then, like, the uncle task force attack, uh, the thrush guys are all in orange jumpsuits, the uncle guys are all in blue, which is very helpful. Yeah, I was about to say, the powder blue tactical jumpsuit, mm. that's the move in our modern age. And a lot, of, a lot of people fall off things, that's the kind of one stunt that they have, yeah. is they get shot and go, oh, and fall down a great height into some water or something. The, the, guy, the guy we saw introduced by the sliding door uses his one move to be like, uh, you got to close the sliding door again before getting blown up by a fucking grenade. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at this point, we know that we need to have a confrontation scene between Elia and Yanis, but this prompts the obvious yes. question, like, given that the nuclear bomb has, is about to go off, all the Thrush guys have obviously left, right? So they're not going to stick around. But Yanis is still there. And so we have to have this scene where Elia's like, why are you still here? And he invents this, like, <laughs> bullshit <laughs> reason. He's like, Uncle Base. Um, it's... <laughs> It's like uh, Uncle Base with a small U. He's like, oh, the, the the other other guy who could arm and disarm the bomb, that's my uncle. And so I know how to do it from him. And I'm going to disarm the bomb, take it for myself, and sell it to the highest bidder. Um, and then he's like, and I betrayed you in Yugoslavia because you couldn't even shoot straight. Because my, my name is Yanis. It literally boot. like two-faced. Like, Yeah, imagine if a movie did that. I mean, yeah. what kind of a hack writer... Also, would, uh, I'm, I'm seeing the poster for Gold Knight. Sort of Elia, Elia shoots him. Well, at least, at least then, like that was Alec Trevelyan chose the name Yanis as a deliberately ironic joke because his face was like burned on one half, so it was like two faces. At least that made sense. Yanis is just like his parents just called him that. Um, it's just like a very traitorous <laughs> I baby hate to be called this. <laughs> but like, um, so Elia shoots him with a harpoon gun, and I'm like. Okay, I understand why you have the scuba gear for the secret pool entrance. <laughs> why you did run you run into a shark? Why did why you, did you have... in the pool? <laughs> why did you have a harpoon gun? <laughs> it just comes with a scuba kit. Why else would it doesn't? You, buy you it have as to a... pass a special exam to use that. Why you is that? You get it as a bundle from the supplier. <laughs> <laughs> the only th- listen. What if you don't have one and there just is a shark there? You fucked. Yeah. A cave shark. Also, a cave shark. Also, or a nuclear then, shark in the oh, a regular a regular shark's cave double? They are not next to the pool. Like, so the, all the scuba equipment is lying around in this cave. So they've come out of the pool entrance, taken their kit off, and then like walked it deeper into the cave, as opposed to leaving it near the pool where That's you need where it. Where it lives. You know, people are real sticklers about Not like on a rack or in a drying room. But just like lying on the floor, getting cave dust on we'll it. We'll get to assembling the rack eventually. You know, look, in the meantime, you look this at is the just floor it plans. It says that's where you put them. Okay, like I just don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> I only work here, man. I'm just, I'm just putting yeah, the scuba exactly. gear where it says, to. and I've got the the tarpoon as well, just on the off chance. Yeah. So, so, um, so Solo kills the old guy with the grenade, not before getting this great line off. You stay so young. Good makeup, man. It's cool. Um, yeah, he yells. Was he having a day off when you filmed this? Yeah. <laughs> Shoots is what the the goal of good makeup is to look like you're not wearing makeup at all. Hmm. It's the Bond. It's Bond again, baby. Because he fucking he goes, oh, 
oh, it's the, I've got a good makeup man. And the old guy goes, what? And he yells in his ear, I've got a good makeup man. And that causes him to collapse. And we see a fucking hearing aid fall out of this guy's ear. And it's like, oh, exploit disability. <laughs> we did it. Fuck. Classic he James did. Bond maneuver. Mm. He did also, Bond, also very Bond in that, like, desiring to both exploit physical disability and get the line off to mm. a guy who, like, it will be the last thing he ever hears. It's this shit is, like, joke. very funny. Oh, yeah. God, imagine. It's like your shit joke. It, imagine you're bleeding out and then the person who killed you delivers some, like, awful one-liner. You'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. You're not At going to At this point, he runs into... That's true. He runs into Mongo. Um, I don't know if that's true. He runs into Mongo. No, if you get, Mongo, if you get killed by a guy who delivers a one-liner, you go straight to hell. Like, that's what I mean. I don't mean just, like, I'm not making a value judgment on my two friends on the call uh, right now. Uh, I mean, if you get owned that hard, you just skip my purgatory. So, so uh, yeah, at this he point, meets- we, I, I, he meets Mongo, and, you know, uh, he does what Blofeld would do to James Bond if James Bond had Asperger's. He throws him into a conversation pit. Um... <laughs> Listen, I was really proud of that one. I know it's a weak joke, but like, if you die right after hearing that, you go to hell. Is the other thing. Um, <laughs> conversation pit. Oh no! <laughs> to a conversation pit. Um, and they have a fight. Uh, Solo gets his ass beat, but then he like hits the guy with like a bottle or something, and the guy. No, it's the fucking exploding bracelet. He uses the exploding bracelet, and the guy perfectly ragdolls. <laughs> it looks like he just turned the fucking like collision off. Whatever. The exploding bracelet, <laughs> which explodes. When it gets wet, and I'm like, you gave this to to the most pussy getting agent you've ever had. <laughs> like, up to the up to the wrist. What, <laughs> I don't what, know, but I mean, like, I guess, but I mean, I think the more salient it, feature it, it is he was like doing an assault down a dam. his hand a little bit. Like, well, yes, also he's he's in a dam. Yes, true. Well, I guess you, I guess it was like someone squirted. On yeah, if you you then, make you make you know. a squirt and then your hand falls off because you've got an explosive <laughs> bracelet. Expl- on. Yeah, well, ha- having an yeah. exploding bracelet that close to your pussy also probably not good for you. I think that's like a like a two hundred percent fatality rate. You know, like th- th- mm. yeah, it wouldn't be bad, good. Bad just like best yeah, of times. Yeah, I thought that guy I couldn't walk again. Why was he that good? No, he had an exploding bracelet that blew my fucking <laughs> pussy off. <laughs> Which was a nightmare because I just got it last week. <laughs> You're like, fuck, goddamn. Do, do, doing GRS this way, doing like an exploding cock ring, you know? Uh, anyway. <laughs> like breaching clear that with my fucking like shaped charge on your cock. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I hate when the methods of entry man like puts a slap charge on the side. <laughs> more, yeah. Yeah. Um, slap side of cock, great bit of kick. Yeah. Just side toward so- pussy. <laughs> <laughs> be a good tattoo. Be a good like mm. above dick tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so, so good. I no, love that's that. awful. That's so bad. <laughs> All right, this is this is the <laughs> thing. So I, I have a I have a gift. I have a gift for like creating tattoo ideas for people. They're often terrible, but they're always like this remarkable. Side towards pussy. <laughs> this side towards <laughs> pussy. Yeah, yes. Yes. To laugh. <laughs> it's it's not any worse than <laughs> so, my original idea, which is to get like a Ouija board tattooed on just above my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that was such a fucking funny and good idea, but I was really glad I didn't go for that. Well, to be fair, I think I'd still have excused it by now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so at this point, Solo runs in to go and confront Severin. Severin like is hovering his hand over the two buttons, like the meme, but the two buttons are destroy the bomb immediately, like detonate it immediately, or cancel bomb. Um, Solo comes in and he's like, hey, 
and Severin just fucking shoots him, which oh, is exactly on, what you want. Yeah, to do. on the way, Sella uh, rescues the ballerina as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's whatever. Um, so Sella gets shot in the arm at this point. Severin books it. He just leaves. As Severin just uh, walks because, out. Yeah, because he tries the, the detonate button and it doesn't work because at the last second, uh, the most busted twink in the world has remembered how to disarm the bomb. Um, and so Severin escapes and they, they so clearly wanted to bring this series back, right? Like, so yeah. clearly. I mean, it's kind of that- weird. Like, uh, think about the ways that previous Uncle villains have gone out. So the spy in the green hat was turned into a fine paste by Ilya shooting yeah. pressurized water at him. Mr. Alexander died in an unrelated explosion having fallen out of a window. Um, fucking, who, who the fuck else? Well, oh, Herbert Lom got the, turned into gold. Was, yeah, the last guy got killed in an airstrike. Um, uh, Wait, really? Yeah, they, they, yeah. remember? They, they like fly the plane at him and they fire a missile into the command center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, in yeah, LAX yeah. airport and he got he hit got by a missile. He got sissy hypnogast and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, but all so, of these so guys died. Leaves. Severin he just leaves because they wanted to. They, want, they wanted to bring him back. They wanted to do. Some they more. wanted to do more. It's so clear they wanted to do more, and it's like, eh. <laughs> this was what not we get, successful what we, financially. What we yeah, what we got, what we get is a scene in the Russian cafe at the end where Ilya and Solo are sort of comparing notes, uh, <laughs> and it, it, Solo, by the way, I, I never mentioned this. He's meant to be a computer salesman, which is such a sort of 1983 idea of like what's a what's a business job, but he's. Ilya asks him, oh, what's the computer business like compared to spying? And he has this bafflingly hard line. I'm finding it increasingly more and more difficult having a meaningful relationship with the machine. All best from Heart of the Machine? And he's like, what, okay, how's the dress business going? And he's like, ah, oh, there's some, some weird people in it. You know, I keep getting in like trans discourse on Twitter. She's um, transsexual. Wait a minute, I just have that. She's transsexual. Sorry. There you go. I should have used uh, that like used eight that times thus times. far for yeah. the fucking po- But so they're, they're like, okay, fine, well, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, but whatever. And then Channel D opens, and Patrick Brigney goes, uh, the fucking vice president's disappeared, boys, you gotta find her. Um, him. The weirdest look, the weirdest possible look Robert Vaughn gives, this is gonna be the episode oh, yeah. he looks at Ilya and he gives him this perfect shrug of like, I guess we're back, you know? And that Which is perfect. Yeah, perfect microphone. That's the last shot they made of the man from Uncle, like, until the reboot. <laughs> and it makes me quite sad because, like, I've gotten attached to these two by now. Okay, it was pretty bad in a lot of ways, but, like, I think they should just keep making every show forever and you can watch it if you want. Or at least they should, have, should like have, like, ended universal it. jobs. Mm. It was a yeah. good ending. They shouldn't they shouldn't have made this movie is what they shouldn't have done. Yeah. Like yeah. it was a good mm. ending. Although to be fair, I'm, I'm happy with shopping at Vanya's, but like it just yeah. it was like a perfect ending to the series and they tried to start it again and it just fell completely flat. And there's nothing more sad than watching a movie that has like a clear sequel hook that just never got fucking touched. Yeah. yeah. Like the like the movie The Man from Uncle, which we're going to watch next time. Aww. And I have a theory about that too. My theory is The Man from Uncle shouldn't be a movie series. It doesn't work as a movie series. We've been watching it as one. That's not what it is. It's a villain of the week TV series. It's a high budget TV series. And if anyone ever wants to bring it back, and they should, because it's a good conceit. All you really need for it is, well, a shitload of money and sets and special effects. And, but, but all you really need is, like, 
two like talented actors who are good at playing off each other, yeah. and you build the whole show around that. It writes itself. Um, you, you can know, make it a sixties can... period piece if you. Oh no, nobody's buying period pieces at the moment. No, I guess doesn't doesn't matter. But like, you could do you could do anything with it. You could set it in the fucking civil war for all that that you know it matters, right? Like wild, wild west. Alan, Alan yeah. Pinkerton being uh, being uncle, right? Like you can do anything with it, and they should, you know, and they it's should give fair, like, me sixties period piece man from Uncle TV series. I'd watch that. That'd be yeah, fucking I'd sick. And you don't really get TV series like this anymore because of you know as as you know we've talked about on on Trash Future amongst other things. So like Netflix and Amazon don't like renewing series of things, and they like sort of like killing them off after one season. So nothing really gets to grow and develop into. Oh. Make it woke, like, you know. You could Netflix absolutely could. hates doing third seasons of anything Miss- because you have to start paying people more. That's true, Mister Television Com- Commissioning Editor or Miss or Mix. Uh, if you're listening, and I think you are, give us $100 million and tell us to do The Man From U.N.C.L.E. and we will create the best TV series ever made. I promise I think, you. I think Netflix is a good company that makes you know good entertainment for, for the whole family. Yeah, for, for two seasons. For one season. I'm really yeah. excited to see what they, what they do next. <laughs> their various great properties that, that are Retail really awesome. We've got nothing to worry about. We can't animate. Don't worry. Yeah. Our ones are fine. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Netflix. Justice for Tuka and Bursi. If you, Mr. Netflix. If you have... Sh- shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> and this is kind of like making the like, hand across the direction. He's trying to Oh, the thing about Netflix is uh, they're currently hiring people to really make movies. Great. Uh, really great. All I'm saying, you know, is well. there's some content. nice ones out there. You know, Bring you can this watch shit back. <laughs> Bring out this want. shit back. The, 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 this is, I think CBS still has the copyright to it. Fucking yeah! yeah think about Netflix. Whatever is owns CBS now, by Paramount, I think, right? For child mm-hmm. protective services. CBS. Child protective services. Child protective services. Does Paramount own CBS? Because like Star Trek Lower Decks used to be on CBS, and Paramount definitely owns Star Trek. This definitely is a good content. I don't know. Yeah, but basically, basically make it happen. Make it happen. Put us in charge. We'll put the most stacked trans baddies. In front of you that you've ever that's seen. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we will. Right. We'll do it. Um, but what do we what do we think about this movie? Do we have closing thoughts, or do we want to get into the, the scum spectrum? I think I've expressed myself sufficiently. It's basically Reasonable. just like another man from Uncle film. Yeah, they don't really try and do anything special with it, which is a shame. I think they could have done. I think it should be yeah, more JB yeah, in it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, that sucked. <laughs> I think there should have been more of it. I think he should have been a hinge of it. We have a science-based rating system on this podcast. It's called the SCUM system. It stands for SMARM, cultural uh, insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. How do we think this movie stands on SMARM? I mean... I think it's a little it's bit higher than usual. It's definitely higher. It, oh, it's the pay thing for my pacemaker, because I'm old. I'm going to make sure you heard my fucking line, because you're de- like five, five or six. I don't know if it's that, that high, nah. but I'd go as high as a three or a four. Or four, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Cu- cultural insensitivity. Libya is not a location in this film. It is just they. It's yeah, words. Don't about it. It, are there any people of color who have a line? I know no. there are a couple of supporting uh, no. artists. Yeah. No, there is like Kowalski's partner is black. Yeah, so it's an entirely white principal cast. Yep. Uh, does G- does Guido have a line? No, he doesn't. He's named. No. 
he he is named, but like No, he's <laughs> he's one of those strong silent guys like um like in Octopussy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's he's mute. Yeah. Um so gotta be sort of high in a sort of an omission way. I, I could see my way to a four for this one as yeah. well. Sure. I feel I feel like it's a bit more violent than Uncle usually is. People get killed. Yeah. What seems you know, high? James for Bond kills, kills that old guy with a grenade. Yeah. Like uh, fucking a guy gets shot in the stomach with a spear gun. Which yes, true. Doesn't seem particularly pleasant. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, that was provoked, but I get what you mean. It wasn't nice. It it it's kind of got a bit darker because it's been infected by Bondness. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And, and also, Bond himself kills a whole bunch of people in this, like with a big blows up cars with missiles and stuff. What, it's more I mean, violent yeah. than Uncle usually is. Yeah, and that really is unprovoked for Bond because he's just fucking around. He's just there you know, because he's a stone cold psycho. Oh yeah, no, no. Um, that, like James Bond is is the the subject of like a states wide manhunt and just like shows <laughs> up in this movie. They kill a bunch of guys, then leave. Like yeah, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is looking for this terrifying. Um, so five, four, five, five. Misogyny. Um, I mean, it does say that you can't trust women, right? And it also says that every woman in the world wants to fuck Elia. Um, True. But equally, like, you can't trust women because they're like manipulated because they have uncles or whatever. Um, and there you know, that's sort of a lever on them. Like, from an actress point of view, there aren't really many female characters in this who like do anything or are particularly no. good roles. I can't say I would really want to play either of these roles. Mm-hmm. Which admittedly is not the test of misogyny, but like yeah. uh, you know, it's a test of misogyny. Um, I yeah, I I, I want to say four. This is like mediocre, even in the ways that it's bad. Yeah, that gives us a total score of seventeen, which is again pretty mediocre. Resolutely sad, average. Sad note to go out on for the for the uncle boys, yeah. but mm. perhaps yeah, the reboot know. can redeem it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I, I, every single member of the cast and crew of The Man from Uncle 2015, 2013 is like right now typing in the chat, I didn't fumble the bat. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> this. I want to see a modern take on Napoleon Solo. I, and I remember it fondly. I really enjoyed it when I saw it. I don't know if it'll hold up. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll have to see. But that's going to be the next one. The next bonus episode, I believe, is Abby's decision. Oh, we know what it which is. Which is... I've already decided. It's My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, the movie. That's right. I hate, I hate you so much. We're going to be watching My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, the movie. We're going to have a lovely time. Thank you for... Yeah, with our friends. The, there's a, we, have a, we have a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Oh, it's got songs in it. It, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah, it does. It does have songs in it. <laughs> Finally, Kill James Bond will answer the question, <laughs> who is Best Pony? <laughs> God. Come on. It's what the fuck? Since the fucking stuff. Cut, cut it. I'm, I'm, I'm playing you out. I'm playing you out. You would. You're a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. In two weeks' time, on the free feed, Kill James Bond will return with The Man from Uncle, brackets 2015, the attempted reboot of The Man from Uncle series. But if that is simply too long for you to wait, then next week on the Patreon, we are going to be talking about My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, the movie, um, and myself and Abby are going to be going hard 
going hard on this shit. And Alice is going to be good-naturedly confused throughout the entire thing. I think it's going to be quite fun. Uh, I don't know if we have a guest or not. I don't think so. Speaking, of course, of our wonderful patrons, it would be remiss of me to not thank our £15 and above patrons, and those are... Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Kentucky Fried Commie, George Rohak, Yaris, Nato Mori, Cohen Enright, Devon's Secret Nemesis, Drone Lover, Labor Delenda Est, Girl Named Cat, Ozymandias, Library Hitman, Beef Crime, Max Gamenhart, Callan Burney, Jack Drummond, Jonathan Gerdes, Hell, Jay Martindale, Lysamish, Harrison Fuller, Tarp O Mothman, Trip, Big Titty Goth Girl, Kit Devine, Isopod Gal, Clara, Alex, Violet Cybra, Katie Brobes, It's Andrew95, Men's Room Louie, Liz and Ash in Florida, Jack Coates, Will Scott, Ronan, Connor's Cool Big Sister, Annie Ruby, Safira Lucifer, Zoe Shepard, Army Hammer presents Cannibal Corpse, One Week Early, Don't Change Your Name, Elizabeth Cox, Josie, Finn Ross, Roll History Pod, Quinn Valeri, Loz Pycock, Alfredo, Artemis Potter and Elizabeth Ball, Al Irwing, Turfs Eat Shit and Die Alone, Wolfie, Millie, Robert Greensmith, Josh Simmons and Lauren Bastin. Thank you for your support. Kill James Bond is Alice, Abigail and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Maddie Lubchansky and our website is by Tom Allen. And tickets may still be available to our live show. And that is going to be in London in the Streffham Space Project from uh, April 13th every evening through to April 15th. We're going to be watching the Austin Powers movies. So and you can find those tickets at killjamesbond.com slash live for the link. 